If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin, and you are listening to Fascination Street. <laughs> I believe that everybody has a story, and I'm fascinated to hear them. So come with me as we take a walk down Fascination Street. Welcome back, Streetwalkers. This episode is with Jesse Cove. Besides being the son of actor Martin Cove, Jesse is an accomplished actor in his own right. He's done tons of movies and been on tons of TV shows. He's been in everything from Psycho Stripper to Christmas on the Menu, Recipe for Abduction, even Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. He was in D-Day, and he was also in as an actor, and he produced a film called As Night Comes, which is available on Amazon. We do talk about As Night Comes, as well as his upcoming film, Ask Me to Dance, starring a couple of previous guests of Fascination Street Podcast. And of course, we talk about what the Karate Kid franchise means to him and what it was like to get the phone call and to be in the Cobra Kai TV series on Netflix. Jesse is a super nice dude. We had a lot of fun. Hopefully I'll get him on for a little bit of a longer conversation. This episode is a little bit shorter due to a limited availability on both of our parts. But we wanted to get this out to you and see if we can't maybe sometime in the future have a little bit longer, more relaxed conversation. We cover a lot. I hope you enjoy it. And this is my conversation with Varsity Captain David from the Cobra Kai series, Jesse Cove. Welcome to Fascination Street Podcast, Jesse Cove. How are you doing today, man? I am so great. So great. Thanks for having me, man. 
It is 100% my pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right. This is that Jesse Cove, the one who's been in a ton of movies already, and he's in a ton of TV shows, and he was in at least season three of Cobra Kai. For those of you who may not have watched season four, I don't want to let it be known either way. Jesse, I like to start off with where people were born and raised. It helps us get to understand how they came to be who they are. So where were you born, man? Where'd you grow up? Well, thank you for that marvelous introduction uh, i feel like there's a red carpet and trumpets and all that i'm one of the few people i feel like that was born in los angeles i am an la native i think there's two people that have been born in los angeles and that's you and adam carolla that's it <laughs> adam's a cool guy i like adam a lot yeah good to know yes born in la grew up in the valley uh, and then went over the hill for a little bit now i reside in the valley again so i can be very close to the all valley tournament Every now and then. <laughs> and I you know, love it here. I've been fortunate enough to travel the world, travel the country. Yeah. Born and raised in LA. One of the few. Fantastic. Before we go too much further, I want to give a quick shout out to a mutual friend and previous guest of the show, Rick Ferrari. Hey, man, thanks for making this happen, Rick. You're dope. Rick. Oh, my God. Rick is just the best. Such a lovely man. Works so hard. By the way, Rick is an absolute assassin veteran in this industry. He is incredible. I'm sure as you guys broke it down, the history of his work in, in this business is incredible. So, you know, going back to New York, I'm so grateful that I get to work with him. And he's just an amazing man. And also, he's a huge animal lover, which I love. Probably one of his best qualities that I love is, is how much he loves animals. Anyway, that's my rant. Oh, well, that's a great rant. Um I'm sure you're busy, but if you do have a chance to check it out, you should listen to my episode with Rick. Holy shit. It was amazing. I got probably the most comments and feedback of any show I've done, and I'm approaching 300 episodes. Wow. It makes sense because I feel like, you know, with what he does, it's not their fault. People just have no idea how that world works, what they do, how, you know, agents and things like that, you know, managers, agents, publicists, all that stuff. It, it's an incredible world that sometimes people feel like is a secret. But honestly, they I, I feel like a lot of them love to talk about what they do and, and how it works because it is fascinating. It's oh, thank you for using that word. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it is super fascinating. And the stories he tells and the people he's worked with. uh just ridiculous. So again, thanks, Rick, for making this happen. Thanks, Rick. Oh, also, correct me if I'm wrong. Did I recently, like last week recently, see a picture of you, your dad, and Brett Michaels together? <laughs> yes, you did. What? Brett is awesome. Brett's a lovely friend and just such a down-to-earth guy. And he's like, like literally, literally one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Really? Yeah. And you hang out with some pretty mean people. Oh, no way. You hang around a bunch of nice people. So that probably says a lot. <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah, I, I've experienced all walks of life, but he's a badass. He's, he's great. He's nice. He's a huge fan of the show. And and we were all shooting guns together. That's where we all were, which is you know hilarious. Rock stars and Cobra Kai senseis. And it's just hilarious. I love it. Now, those of you listening who don't know, Jesse's dad is the mean... Sensei Kreese from the Karate Kid movies, and he's also in the uh, Cobra Kai TV series. His name is Marty Cove. That's really all we're going to say about your dad. <laughs> your dad's super awesome. I've heard a lot of nice things, and I think it's cool that you guys work together as much as you do, but we're here to focus on you. Now, so tell me how, how big a part of your life was the Karate Kid series of films. Oh, the Karate Kid trilogy. 
Yes. Growing up with the karate kid. Yeah. I mean, you know, to me at the time when I was growing up, it was like another piece of work that my dad had done. And I didn't really know when I was growing up, how big a deal it really was. You know, to me, it was just like, Oh, my dad did a movie. And then, you know, as I get older and, and could hear people talking to him about how meaningful this movie was. And I loved the movie too. When I was little, I watched it. It was a great you know, movie, you know, a young boy who's triumphant over his enemies and it's an underdog story. And I, uh, I thought it was great to me. It was like kind of growing up with one of my, Disney films that I, I would always love watching. You know, it was in that, I feel like it was in that same boat, championing over evil, you know? Sure. A lot of Hollywood folks don't really want their kids to get into the business. When did you decide that this is what you wanted to do? And what were your parents' reactions to you, that decision? Funny question. My father included did not want me to be in the business. <laughs> sure. You know, I honestly think what it comes down to is I think parents never want their kids to get hurt. And because this business is very tough and, you know, there is no guarantee almost at any level, really, you know, you have to work hard to keep it going and, and everything is new and always changing and you have to adapt to a lot. So I think kids, when they grow up, their parents, they don't want to see them either fail or get hurt. And I think that's why maybe they steer them away from that because, you know, when it is rewarding, it's, it's unbelievable. And then, you know, when, it, when there's dry spouts, you know, it's hard, but again, for me, I have been very lucky. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster. you know, it's, there's been highs and lows and, and middle areas. And this past, you know, year and a half through COVID, I've been very fortunate enough to have built a lot of relationships. I've been, I've been working a lot. So I've been really grateful for that. You know, I love working with friends and also, you know, I get to work with my dad at the same time. We always try to pitch things together. And, you know, for us, it's like, what better to, to work with than, you know, your family or your friends? Sure. As long as you get along with them. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was funny because I, when I was younger, I had to differentiate, you know, obviously I've matured and grown through this, but I had to differentiate when my dad was giving me like creative advice. I had to kind of be like, okay, it's not my dad like yelling at me or telling me to do my laundry. It's actually the artistic side of my dad that's telling me how to achieve this goal or this nuance, you know? How hard is it for you to make that differentiation? It was hard when I was younger because I didn't have the, I guess, the, the repertoire that I have now and, and the things that I've done. And so I'm a lot more grounded in my own work and what I do. So back then I was, I was a little more insecure. So when he would give me advice, it was like, yeah, I, I know, dad, I know, I, I know what to do. When really he was giving me very sound advice from his own, you know, 50 years of experience. So I just had to separate like, you know, this, it's not the same tone as my dad telling me to do the dishes or, you know, to clean up my room. It's literally him saying, you know, Jesse, like, you know, you should really slow it down here and take your time with this because you'll really be able to hit the words you want to hit and, you know, stuff like that. So, and obviously I'm appreciative of that. And it's been awesome for us to kind of work through our own stuff as father and son, and also as, as actors and artists. That's fantastic. I don't know if you have a lot of time to read, but there's a new book out. It's called The Boys, and it is a memoir written by Ron and Clint Howard about growing up in the business. Wow, I love that. It's a really, really good book. And, you know, their father, Rance, was an actor for like 60 years. And so he not only was he the parent of children actors, but he was also an actor himself. And so he was able to help guide them in kind of the manner that you're talking about. Right. And so if you have the chance, I would totally check it out. Well, I am checking it out. <laughs> I'm reading it, but right. as I was nearing our conversation, the more I was thinking that this book might, uh, you might enjoy it. 
anyway, uh, and, and your dad too. Y'all might enjoy it together. Thank you. Thank you. It, you know, it, it is a very unique relationship when you grow up in the film industry and, and, you know, and also other industries working with family and stuff like that. It's, it is, it is interesting. There's a lot of trials and tribulations and, you know, trial and error. And, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, if you're able to work together and be together through something like that, you can create, you know, wonderful art. That magic even. Literally. Now you have starred in such films as Psycho Stripper, Christmas on the Menu and Recipe for Abduction, not to mention D-Day. And heck, I almost forgot to mention Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. On Wings of Eagles on there, too. That's That was a big one around the world. See, look at me. I'm just forgetting all kinds of stuff. You're just too busy. That's what it is. <laughs> so before we talk about your upcoming film, Ask Me to Dance, can you tell me what it was like to produce As Night Comes? Walk me through those steps. Oh, thanks, man. You know, that's a, that's a really fun uh, film, a uh, very deep film that I helped produce. A good friend of mine, Richard Zelnicker, who's a terrific writer and a director, he got this original story from a young boy from Modesto, who was a, an aspiring writer at the time named Ryan Cohen. And he wrote this concept story and we introduced them and Richard took it and basically wrote this entire script and it was very much like a um, clockwork orange meets the outsiders, you know, kind of like following a group of misfits in, in like, you know, Northern California. And at the root of the movie, it's about bullying and parenting and teenage angst and, you know, insecurity and relationships and love at a very young age. And, you know, it's a high school movie. And so we dive into all that stuff. You know, it's kind of like you get to see through the view lens of like, maybe why would a kid, you know, shoot up a school or something like that? Or what drives kids to go to drugs? Is it peer pressure? Is it depression? We dived into all that stuff. It's not a like depressing movie, but it's, it's just a, it's a great story mixed in with a bit of, I guess you'd say like Halloween fun around it. You know, the guys wear makeup in it and they basically cause havoc around the town. And it's kind of funny, like the antagonists in the movie end up going to like the high school bully's house, who I end up playing, actually. And they literally, while he's in the pool, like making out with his girl, they dump like buckets of pig blood in the pool. And we really did this, not with real blood, but we really, <laughs> we poured like, oh my God, it was probably like 40 gallons of fake blood into this pool. Um, it actually almost ended a relationship of the owner of the house <laughs> because the pool, the pool was it looked incredible on camera, but oh my God, did he hate having to clean that up with the filters. But, you know, stuff like that. And it's an incredible movie that I think never really loses its power because these stories are very similar, like Cobra Kai and what people are dealing with today. And I really urge people to watch it as night comes. It's, it's a very good movie. And I'm, I still am. I'm very, very proud of it. You should be. And uh, folks, Streetwalkers, it is available on Amazon. Is that right? Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Cool. Those guys you hang around with ain't going anywhere. No one in this town respects us. <laughs> not the cops, not the teachers, not the gangs. No one. Hang out, huh? Oh. What do you think Ricky would say if he saw you with me? I don't care. You don't need him, Sean. I don't know what you're talking about. Girls like Sarah don't care about guys like us. But one day, one day she will. Ah! 
Your little hideout, huh? The underground? My dad is a deputy sheriff, and all y'all better remember that. Gutter rats. I have big plans for all our future starting tonight. Mischief night is upon us. You like him? No. What's wrong? Can't you take on a few freaks? You guys are sick. They're sick. They're the ones who prey on the weak and hurt people. You can't be any part of us. One of us, or you one of them. Get in and get out of here, okay? Did you? No, Ricky, this isn't a big game! We are a new generation. Oh, and the other thing, one last thing about that one. Yeah. Because I was more on the producing side of that, which I do enjoy a lot. If for any filmmaker, if you want to learn both the acting side and or producing or directing, like get behind the camera and, and watch how things work. It's the most incredible learning experience, you know, to be with a movie from beginning to end for like a year. You know, as an actor, we get to be with a film for a month, three, six months, and then you're out. As a producer, you're with it for like, you're with it all the way to distribution, to the premiere, to all the way to the end. and it's an incredible learning experience and you really learn so much about what it takes to make films. It is, it is incredibly difficult and extremely rewarding. What is the biggest takeaway? What, what was the, the biggest thing you learned from that experience? Not taking no for an answer. You know, we had every, the whole entire time getting this movie made, everybody kept telling us, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You don't have enough money, blah, blah, blah. And we just said, you know what? We don't care. And we have a great story. At the, at the core of it, if you have a great script, if you have a really good script, people will want to attach themselves and be a part of a good story. And we had that. So that was our ammunition in the beginning. And we started reaching out to friends. We started shooting the movie on red cameras. A friend of ours was, was a DP named Mark Mantrek. He owned red cameras. And we started shooting like a little teaser trailer for this movie to, to try and get funds. And... We pitched it around. One guy like from Texas was like, oh, my God, did you guys spend half a million dollars on this trailer? We're like, yeah, yeah, we did. We didn't at all. And we showed it to a couple other people. And then one other guy said, this is brilliant. What do you need? He literally wrote us a check. We got the movie made. And that kind of tenacity allowed us to make this great film. We went out there. We did it. We didn't take no for an answer. We pulled favors from friends. We got amazing locations. We shot in a high school. We had special effects. I mean, it, it, it was an amazing experience. And that's kind of like, I feel like it's kind of a mirror of life. You know, life can kind of put up walls and you're totally able to climb over them if you can, you know, just bring yourself to, to just know that you are able to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. That's super dope. Hey, Streetwalkers. Here's a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Player Series. I'm Gary Player, 
And throughout the series, we're going to take you through incredible stories, conversations with legends and current players, perspectives on current events in and around golf, and much more. Don't forget to subscribe to the Player Series on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's get back into it. Now, I want to talk about Ask Me to Dance. Okay. This is a film starring you, Gabriel Jarrett, previous guest of the show, Tom Malloy, previous guest of the show, and... Joyce DeWitt. Is Tom acting in the movie? He is, right? He's acting, directing, all of that. Yeah, he is. Okay. Yes. He wrote it. He, he produced it as well, and he directed it. He's, uh, he comes from a comedy background. He also comes from a dancing background. He's a wonderful dancer. Yeah, he danced with Betty White in the movie. Right. That's right. So how did you come to be in this film, and did you think it was really funny when you saw Gabriel Jarrett on the set? <laughs> well, so you you interviewed Gabe, right? I did. It hasn't come out yet, but I I did it. It comes out Monday, I think. 
Okay, great. So, you know, obviously Gabe is a wonderful actor and he's just so funny. He's just so funny. Been in the business for decades. I think Gabe is probably 97 now. <laughs> no, he's, he's fantastic. But he, his parents actually know my parents from way back in the day. And, you know, I always saw him over the years. And anyway, it was just serendipitous that he happened to be part of this movie that I was in. And I'm trying to remember how this came up. My agent had told me about this film and she had another client that was in it. And, you know, I love comedy. I, I don't get a chance to do enough comedy because I, I love being ridiculous and having fun. And I just will go to strange places like Jim Carrey. I, if I can go there, I'll do it. And they told me about this character. He was this lovable guy, but he's totally stupid. But he's like this good looking, very uh, charming. And you just love the guy. He's like one of those people that's really dumb, but you just, you love him because he's so nice and he's funny. And so I, I just thought that was interesting. And I, so I did this audition. It was totally ridiculous. My sister helped me tape it. I probably did it 20 times because I just wanted to get this right kind of personality with him. And he was like one of these characters that when you tell him something, like you say, uh, what time is it? And uh, he'll say, oh, it's three o'clock. And then 30 seconds later, he'll he'll say the same thing because he just completely forgot that you even asked the question. Like just cute stuff like that. So I really enjoyed playing that character. And, you know, again, he was harmless and fun and sweet. And I've seen the film. It's very funny. I, I think that I stand out in a, in a beautiful way, you know, not above anybody else. But I just think like you, you remember him. He's, he's funny and lovable. So I uh, was very happy that I got to do that movie. We shot it in upstate New York. And I just had a blast with Tom and those guys. We were literally cracking jokes all day on set. And, and the fact that the movie had a lot of dancing to it, I thought that was also a great appeal, too. So do you dance in this movie? I do a little bit of dancing. There's a piece at the end. We do a number. I thought that I was going to do more dancing. I originally thought the movie was a musical, uh, which I, I was totally up for. But I didn't do enough dancing. I wish I did some more. But you no, know, the dancing that they do do is done by professionals. And it's just, it's, it's excellent. Fantastic. Do you have any scenes with Joyce? Did I have scenes with Joyce? God, I'm trying to remember. Well, did you have any interactions with her? Oh, yeah, everybody. I interacted with everybody. Lovely. Everybody was fun. Again, we did a lot of laughing. Um, I think I had some scenes with Joyce in kind of like the heavier crowded scenes. We were all sure. like, it takes place at a wedding and we we're all together. So I for sure interacted with with her. And yeah, everybody was just lovely. Just lovely. Awesome. Well, we don't have a whole lot of time left. So I want to definitely talk about Varsity Captain David from the Cobra Kai series. Season one and season two were on YouTube, and then right. I guess Netflix picked it up and did season three and four so far. And I'm sure it's going to keep going because it's wildly popular. Now, you came on board in season three, right? Correct. What was it like to get that phone call? And did you think you were being punked? I did not think I was being punked. My manager called me. You know, I was I was actually surprised. I, you know, of course, there was a part of me that always always would have liked to have been on the show in some form or another. You know, I thought, oh, well, maybe I'd be, you know, John Kreese's son or some some other character somewhere. I, I have no idea. I, I honestly didn't believe that it would happen, um, which was fine. And, you know, I was very happy for my dad. It's it's been wonderful. And so when I got the call, I was so excited and I really wanted to do well. You know, I studied really hard for this audition. I went to the audition room. You know, I was the biggest asshole you can imagine in the room as the character. And I, I asked them, I said, you know, how much I was like, do you guys just want this guy to be you know, totally overboard on, on the aggression and everything? They're like, yep, we want him to be the worst. I said, great. 
I got it. Runs in the family. We can play douchebags. <laughs> and so, you know, they knew who I was. So, so it was kind of fun. And But, you know, I auditioned like anybody else. And I went in there. My dad was already in Atlanta shooting season three. They hadn't shot this episode yet. And I got the call, I'd say about a week and a half, two weeks later, that they just loved what I did and that I booked it. And I was so overjoyed. You know, I was so grateful. One, it was just very happy that they liked my performance because I just would have been so embarrassing if I totally bombed on this audition. And my father happens to be one of the stars of the show. I just, you know, even for him, we we joked about it, you know, like my dad asked us, so how did Jesse do? And they say, well, he, you know, he he was, we're going to do, we're doing a different choice, you know, something funny like that. Anyway. and, And of course I've met John, Josh and Hayden before. They're just lovely guys. And, and such, I mean, they're geniuses. So, you know, they flew me down to Atlanta. And, you know, I told him, I was like, you don't have to get me a hotel. My dad's already got an apartment down there. I'll just go and stay with him. He's got an extra bedroom and he and I can spend some time together. And it just, it all worked out. It was like this beautiful, again, a familial family ordeal. And I had a very early call that day. Uh, my dad was still sleeping by the time I was, you know, by the time the first take was, was happening and he came to set and it was a, it was a special event. You know, everybody kind of had heard that, you know, Martin Cove's son was going to play the bully that ends up bullying the young version of Greece. And, and it was a very, it was a very exciting day. Everybody was excited. You know, it was one of those surreal moments in life. You're just kind of like, is this really happening? You know, you're pinching yourself. And, you know, I was so grateful. It was a, it was a beautiful moment that I'll never forget. Well, I think it's super dope that you get to work with your dad. Oh, and back to Gabriel Jarrett. He also got to work on the Karate Kid franchise in the movies. So that's another thing you have in common. Oh, that's right. Boy, that's so that's so true. Yeah. So I think it's super cool what you're doing. I think that and who the fuck am I? But I think you have a great future ahead of you. You've already got a lot behind you, a huge body of great, great work. And I, I think the sky's the limit for you. Oh, Steve, that's so nice. So kind. Thank you. Absolutely. You've earned it. What can you tell me about some of the things that you have coming up besides Ask Me to Dance? I know everybody can't see my face right now, but I have a full-on beer that I'm growing for a part that I'm shooting next month. I'm, I'm really, really excited to talk about it. I can't say anything right now. Like literally a dream project that I w- have been wanting to do something like this for, since I was a kid. So I'm very, very excited about this personally. And another film that I'd love people to see that it'll come out this year is uh, A Taste of Love, a film that actually, again, I did with my dad down in Florida, uh, stars Aaron Cahill. She plays my love interest, and it's a beautiful story. It'll probably be on like Hulu or Hallmark or Netflix. You know, it's a sweet love story. Me and Aaron dated as kids, and then we separated for a while. She comes back to the small town where I live. She's a famous chef, and we kind of rekindle our relationship with some drama. And my dad plays her father. And funny enough, Susan Gallagher, who plays homeless Lynn on Cobra Kai, plays my dad's wife. Oh, awesome. Which is hilarious. So it was a lovely film. Lincoln Logison is one of the producers, just such a, an amazing producer and who's a friend of ours. Uh, that's just a lovely, heartwarming story. I can't wait for people to see that, that movie. And that, again, that's called A Taste of Love. And then also... Uh, I did a couple episodes on a series on Amazon called Gravesend. Uh-huh. Then their second season, it's all about the mafia in the 80s in Brooklyn, which, of course, I mean, who who doesn't want to see that stuff? Indeed. So we, we went out there and we had a great time. I ended up playing a Hasidic Jewish gangster. <laughs> 
which is just so much fun. We had, and I, I'm Jewish in real life, so it was great for me. To, I was very familiar with some of the subtext and what they were talking about in the background. So it, it was great. I had a great time. That is awesome. Real quick, if you are looking, you sound busy as shit, but if you are looking for a new project, I just recently interviewed a guy out of Southern California who was convicted for of robbing 13 banks. <laughs> that's I mean, that's a wow. I mean, what a, again, a fascinating story. So he he tells the story of all that, but then also he he wrote a book about it, and then he wrote a second book after some time elapsed, so that he wouldn't get in trouble for some things that he did. <laughs> wow! But it's a pretty crazy story. Now he's a priest. No, well, he's not a priest, but he is uh, making a killing on Bitcoin. So, <laughs> but with your beard, you look a lot like him, which is why I mention it. <laughs> I'll play it out, law. All right, rock on. Jesse, where can people find you on social media? Very active on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Cove, J-E-S-S-E-K-O-V as in Victor E as in Edward, Jesse Cove. Love chatting with fans. I go on Instagram lives all the time and I love having them pop in there and say hello. That's the best place to to reach me. Rock on. And uh, before I let you go, is there anything that we didn't talk about or I didn't ask you about that you specifically wanted to talk about today? Everything. Yeah, you asked great questions. I was, you know, Excited to be here. I'm, I'm happy that people are loving, you know, Cobra Kai and all the work that we're doing and, you know, a lot more fun stuff to come. I think that's about it. You know, don't take no for an answer. If you have a dream, go for it. Nice. Everybody, keep your eyes peeled for Ask Me to Dance. It's coming out sometime this year. Also, go on Amazon and check out As Night Comes and some of the other films that he just recently talked about that are coming out soon. Gravesend and A Taste of Love. There you go. Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day and your hectic schedule to hang out and let us get to know you a little bit better on Fascination Street, man. I really appreciate it. Dude, thank you so much. It was so fun to be here. And, you know, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, I look forward to coming on again. Fantastic. Thank you. And thank you, Rick, Ferrari, and the other Rick. Thanks all the Ricks. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, guys. Have a great week, man. Steve, thank you so much. 100% my pleasure. Mine too. It was a really nice time. Thank you. Chat with you again soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Opening music is the song Magnolia from the 2001 album Intransigence, used with permission from Douglas Miles Clark. Closing music is from the song Say My Name off the 2021 album Underdog Anthems, used with permission from Jack's Hollow. If you like the show, tell a friend. Subscribe and rate and review the show on iTunes and wherever else you download podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. All the episodes are available there as well. Check me out on Vero at Fascination Street Pod and TikTok at Fascination Street Pod. And again, thanks for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.